How do you finally get out of your own way and out of your head? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I've got a really good listener question here, and I actually don't think there's a single listener of this show who won't benefit from my answer. So here goes. How do you get out of your own way and on with it? Heather, my background is in nutrition. Specifically, I help women who struggle with dietary restrictions and medical conditions learn balanced nutrition given their limitations. As I listen to your show, I keep thinking that this would be an awesome thing to develop a community or a membership for. It could be a side business for me or something. I I don't know what it could be, but I keep dreaming of something bigger, better. I keep getting inspired. And then nothing. While this is something I do for my 9 to 5, I do have a couple of clients because their insurance doesn't cover nutrition and I offer to help. I doubt myself all the time. I imagine family and friends chastising me for giving up a good job. I imagine no one buying from me, that my credibility only exists because of where I'm working right now. I fear that I don't know how to run a business if I had more than five current clients. It's so dumb. I'm losing sleep over something I'm not even doing. What's going on and what do I need to do to fix it? Yes, we need to fix this and we need to fix it fast. We've got to get you out of your head. We have to start changing the story you've been telling yourself about what you're capable of. One of the things I have been like learning about myself in real time is that our potential really is only limited by how big we're willing to dream. And I don't think you're dreaming big enough. I think you're fighting some established story about yourself that you're only good at a nine to five, or you're only good for these five clients because there's only five clients, rather than actually looking at what's going on. Because I think you're seeing the writing on the wall, but you are reading it all wrong. Tune in. I've got your back. Just hang tight. We've got a quick break and I'm going to find you on the other side. I've been known to tell people if people didn't have fears about starting businesses, I would be out of business. I think owning a business Taking an idea and turning it into action is scary, no matter how we look at it. Some people thrive on that. Some people get energy from it. Some people grow bigger and bolder from the ideas and the inspiration. But some people make themselves feel smaller because they don't know what to do with it or they don't know where to go or they don't know what's going to happen next. And letting go of that control and dealing with the unknown is so scary to them that they stay paralyzed. But there's something else that's happening in the online business space in particular, and i that's usually my wheelhouse. I have a couple of brick-and-mortar business owner clients, but most of my clients find me through my online work, so they themselves also own online businesses. 
And the online business space sometimes gives entirely too much attention to how the business owner feels. The business owner, if they don't feel confident, if they don't feel capable, if they are at all doubting themselves, suddenly they're giving that thought, that worry, that doubt, that fear so much so much oxygen, so much attention, so much credibility. And the more you give oxygen, it's like fueling the flames of a fire. It just gets bigger and bigger. And there's this part of me that wants to tell aspiring business owners who are stuck in fear to simply get over themselves. That just because you feel it doesn't mean you need to like act on it right away. Doesn't mean that your feelings are in any way telling you a truthful story about who you are, what you're doing, or what you're capable of. You're writing this letter to me as if you're thinking about owning a business. I guess my question back to you is, at what point in time would you give yourself permission to see that you already own one? You've got five side clients. It sounds like they happen outside of your nine to five. How many have you had before that? How many have you turned away because you don't have the time? How many did you turn away because you told yourself some kind of story that you weren't the right nutritionist or dietitian for them and you sent them to somebody else? How many times did you censor or limit the possibility that this little side gig or side hustle would whatever you want to call it. How many times did you keep it small because you were afraid of what would happen next versus give it permission to grow? You're giving all of your attention, all of your thoughts, all of your feelings, all of your time. I wonder what happens if you start turning your lens in the opposite direction to look at the relationships you've built with the clients, the way you've connected with them on things that they're probably insecure about. Um, my sister's a dietitian and a nutritionist, and I have a colleague in the online business space who also is a dietitian and nutritionist, so I know a little bit about the type of people you help, and I know they come to you with all kinds of insecurities, all kinds of damaging stories about themselves of what they can do and what they can't do, and my story about you is if you have gotten people to pay for your help, for your services, for your ideas out of pocket, when they could just find another service that uses insurance, you must offer something that others don't. I'm wondering how much you've given that thought and that idea attention and oxygen. How much have you allowed that flame to grow and become a fire as opposed to fueling the flames behind your fear and doubt? I think you have to pay attention to where you're putting your attention. You get to decide the pace of how fast and how detailed your side hustle grows into a business. But make no mistake here. You already own a business. You started owning a business with your first one-on-one -on -one private client. Maybe you were a freelancer, maybe you were a consultant, but you were owning the business. You were in charge of the message, you were in charge of the service, and you delivered your client's results. That is what business owners do. Telling yourself a story that you're not doing that yet, maybe because you don't have your own website or something, is nonsense. And we got to get you thinking differently. 
If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know one of my mantras is getting crystal clear on who you are, what you do, how you move through the world, and how you serve. There's a new mantra coming your way. It's a new thought or way of organizing thinking that I've been playing with a bit. I think you probably have already heard it on the show or maybe um, in my Facebook group and community there. But it's this idea of I am versus how can I? You didn't, when you picked up that private one-on-one client the first time, you didn't think of yourself as a business owner. You thought of yourself as someone who was helping another person who didn't have insurance to pay for a service they needed. And maybe you told yourself the same story the second time, the third time. And I don't know how many, if you only have currently five clients or um, if you've had other clients you've finished with beforehand. But at some point in time, your story of what you're doing needs to change for yourself. And what you're capable of, that story also needs to change. Because you're defining yourself and your limitations by what you think you can do, what you think you can't do, and how far close to the line you can get. Now, what happens if instead of saying, I am, you ask yourself a more important question, how can I become someone who? So rather than saying, I can never own a business, I'm not capable of managing five clients, I'm better off in my nine to five, what if you ask yourself, how can I become someone who owns an online business helping with women with dietary and medical restrictions find healthy nutritional plans for themselves? What happens? Like, wow, that was a good one-liner. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get that all in one piece. But what happens when you ask yourself that question? How can I? What story shifts about yourself? What um, ways does possibility start to find you? Because I think what happens is you're so used to thinking of yourself in terms of what you can in the present day. And we all didn't know something until we learned how to do it, right? Somebody was just telling me that um, she was making waffles for her kids and her husband said, oh, I would love to learn how to make waffles um, rather than being dependent on you to make the family waffles all the time. And so she said, well, go ahead, learn, because at some point in time, I didn't know either. I think we forget that when we talk about things that are really vulnerable, sound really scary, feel really intimidating, or just sound foreign to our self-perception of ourselves. I never thought I was going to be somebody who lived more than two hours from my family. I never thought I was going to be somebody who chose climate and culture over friends and family. And while that's not an entirely accurate depiction of the story. I don't think I chose California over being close to my family and friends. I think I had to kind of give up my really the close proximity to my family and friends in order to have a life that's more representative of what I think I always wanted. So it's not an exact comparison, but I never knew I was capable of leaving people before. Now that I know that I'm going to be gutted by it, now that I know that it's never going to be easy, I'm going to miss people more than the average Joe or Jane, it doesn't mean I can't do it. And I think that's the, that's the thing we have to think about here. 
is how do we change your self-perception as someone who simply does this well in a nine-to-five or for a few people on the side into somebody who can use her skill set and experience from her nine-to-five and from her time freelancing and consulting to build a strong business foundation. How can we get you to that point? And my bias and my belief is that it is entirely possible, but before you do it, you have to make a choice. That's why my business is called Choose to Have It All. I always lead with choice. Are you willing to choose to be someone who asks, how can I, instead of simply saying, I am? If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know one of my mantras is getting crystal clear on who you are, what you do, how you move through the world, and how you serve. There's a new mantra coming your way. It's a new thought or way of organizing thinking that I've been playing with a bit. I think you probably have already heard it on the show or maybe um, in my Facebook group and community there. But it's this idea of I am versus how can I? You didn't, when you picked up that private one-on-one client the first time, you didn't think of yourself as a business owner. You thought of yourself as someone who was helping another person who didn't have insurance to pay for a service they needed. And maybe you told yourself the same story the second time, the third time. And I don't know how many, if you only have currently five clients or um, if you've had other clients you've finished with beforehand. But at some point in time, your story of what you're doing needs to change for yourself. And what you're capable of, that story also needs to change. Because you're defining yourself and your limitations by what you think you can do, what you think you can't do, and how far close to the line you can get. Now, what happens if instead of saying, I am, you ask yourself a more important question, how can I become someone who? So rather than saying, I can never own a business, I'm not capable of managing five clients, I'm better off in my nine to five, what if you ask yourself, how can I become someone who owns an online business helping with women with dietary and medical restrictions find healthy nutritional plans for themselves? What happens? Like, wow, that was a good one-liner. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get that all in one piece. But what happens when you ask yourself that question? How can I? What story shifts about yourself? What... Um, ways does possibility start to find you? Because I think what happens is you're so used to thinking of yourself in terms of what you can in the present day. And we all didn't know something until we learned how to do it, right? Somebody was just telling me that um, she was making waffles for her kids and her husband said, oh, I would love to learn how to make waffles um, rather than being dependent on you to make the family waffles all the time. And so she said, well, go ahead, learn, because at some point in time, I didn't know either. 
I think we forget that when we talk about things that are really vulnerable, sound really scary, feel really intimidating, or just sound foreign to our self-perception of ourselves. I never thought I was going to be somebody who lived more than two hours from my family. I never thought I was going to be somebody who chose climate and culture over friends and family. And while that's not an entirely accurate depiction of the story. I don't think I chose California over being close to my family and friends. I think I had to kind of give up my really the close proximity to my family and friends in order to have a life that's more representative of what I think I always wanted. So it's not an exact comparison, but I never knew I was capable of leaving people before. Now that I know that I'm going to be gutted by it, now that I know that it's never going to be easy, I'm going to miss people more than the average Joe or Jane, it doesn't mean I can't do it. And I think that's the, that's the thing we have to think about here is how do we change your self-perception as someone who simply does this well in the nine to five or for a few people on the side into somebody who can use her skill set and experience from her nine to five and from her time freelancing and consulting to build a strong business foundation. How can we get you to that point? And my bias and my belief is that it is entirely possible, but before you do it, you have to make a choice. That's why my business is called Choose to Have It All. I always lead with choice. Are you willing to choose to be someone who asks, how can I, instead of simply saying, I am? Once you decide to turn your I am statement into a how can I question, I think it gives us room to figure some things out for you. Now, one of the things that comes to mind, I mentioned this at the top of the show, is I have an online colleague who helps dietitians and nutritionists build businesses for themselves. So I really think you should check out Stephanie Claremont, and you can find her over at rdworkshops.com. So that's rdworkshops.com. I just looked up the link, and you can connect with her. I believe she has a Facebook community, too, so you might be able to do a search for RD Workshops over on Facebook and find her there. Um, I myself went... When I was wanting to move from my brick and mortar to the online um, business space, I hired myself a one-on-one coach to get started. And if you need a recommendation or a referral for somebody who can help you start thinking about your business or building an online business, definitely reach out to me. But ultimately for me, what was the most helpful was a membership I invested in called Screw the 9 to 5. It's run by Jill and Josh Stanton, and I'm an affiliate for their program. And they really teach people kind of soup to nuts, right from the like ground level. How do you build your business from an idea and bring it into fruition in a really like like systemic, um, step by step way that I think takes away a lot of the doubts, the fears, and the questions. I'm a mindset consultant for that group now, and I'm really involved on a regular daily basis. And also, too, if you wanted to join, uh, let me know because I have an affiliate arrangement with them, and any of 
the people who join them through my affiliate link. I also work with one-on-one -on -one in tandem with their membership. So it's a really good deal if you're ready to go and move to the how can I question. Definitely reach out to me. You can check out stuff over at RD Workshops too. But that's how you move from I'm scared to what next is you start to ask yourself the how can I question. You might explore things with Steph. You might follow up with me about Screw the 9 to 5. You might go and listen to more podcasts. If you do that, I really like the Solopreneur Hour with Michael O'Neill, particularly if you go onto his website and do the Find Your Swing episodes. He has another couple of episodes. Maybe if you email me, I'll be able to link them up specifically by episode number that I really liked. But he he also is a business coach and has a membership himself. How Helping people formulate their ideas, find their swing, so to speak, and develop their business to the next level. So there's a lot of people who can help you answer the how can I become question. But we can't get you there until you're willing to ask the question and find the answer that works for you. So many people give attention, oxygen, and energy to the fears, the doubts, the what ifs, the oh my goodness, I'd be so mortified if X, Y, and Z happened, rather than giving their energy, their time, and their attention to build a different fire, one that's kind of built on passion and in integrity and doing things the way that you want them done in a way that's consistent with you. Because this is an opportunity here for you to find your path, for you to decide what's next. You get to stay in your nine to five if you want to. You don't have to go and build a community. You don't have to expand your coaching practice, but I can hear in your letter that you want to. I can hear that even though you're scared, even though you're doubtful, you're still thinking about it. I want you to pay attention to that. Even though you're scared, the idea is simply not going away. Maybe if you look closely at this, you'll see you've already become a person who's starting to ask, how can I? Maybe you're already moving away from that story. Only you'll know. But I really hope you'll ask yourself the question. Thanks so much for reaching out to me. Thanks so much for finding me. If anybody listening has a question, you got to write in. Keep it coming at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com. I love these questions. I love the conversations they're sparking. And I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. Bye for now.